Hi, I'm Anthony Meindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymeindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. On today's chat... Tony speaks with South Africa and Hollywood casting director Russell Boast about the bravery of acting, the struggles of COVID-19, and how important it is to get out of your own way. Hi, everybody. Hello. I don't know if anybody is on here that's not South African, um, but we've been hosting these really awesome South African Zooms um, through the amazing Natasha, who is in charge today. She's the host. Yay. And AMAW South Africa, which is great, AMAW Cape Town. Um, so I just want to welcome our guest, Russell Boast. Yay! He's hey. gonna boast. He's gonna boast about himself all morning. <laughs> oh man, funny. <laughs> so um, I guess you know, Russell. So we'll just talk for a little bit about like how you got into casting, and then we usually just do a quick Q and A, and you know, pretty painless. And I always encourage people to. Um, send your questions through the chat and then Natasha can moderate, I guess, in a way. And we can pick on a few of you guys and you, we can let you have the microphone and ask questions about, you know, I think what's great is Russell is based here, but he has South African roots. So he can talk about sort of the synergy between, you know, an industry that's everywhere nowadays. So Russ, how did you get, like, I didn't know you were from South Africa and you've been in LA for 16 years now. So uh, that's right. what made you come here? So, um, so first of all, how's it, everyone? What's happening? <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, so, so, so it was a really long journey getting here. And, and, and it wasn't, uh, I, I studied, I was kind of in the theater in Durban where I was, grew up and I, I was born and raised. And then I moved to Cape Town and stayed in the theater world there and then, and then met, the, uh, met the movie biz in Cape Town. And quickly got into location-based casting, which was going to Namibia or going up into the African countries with a lot of the production companies that work out of Cape Town to basically find non-actors and train them up and get them ready for Hollywood pictures. So, so I did that for, for quite, a, quite a while um, and worked in some big movies, Beyond Borders with Angelina Jolie was one of my first movies and then went on to do just these crazy, crazy requests where... I did a movie called The Trail with the, the tribe, the Himba, up, uh, up north. And I had to go up and find the Himba and get them camera ready for this movie called The Trail, which was just incredible. Um, but I made a lot of contacts during that time. And, and one of the contacts was a chaperone who was my dearest friend. She was a chaperone for the stars in South Africa. And at the end of one of the movies, she said to me, let's go to, let's go to the States. Let's go, to, let's go to America. And I'm like, I was like, America? Why America? I don't want to go to America. And then she said the word Broadway, and I was like, yeah, 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 let's go, let's go to Broadway. That sounds fun. So we came across on vacation to New York, and because of her contacts uh, in the industry, she knew a lot, of, a lot of animal trainers here. She knew a lot of stylists for the stars. So we contacted a, one of her friends who was an animal trainer who had done uh, Racing Stripes, this movie similar to Babe in South Africa. And... Uh, she we, she had a place in LA and she said, come visit us and uh, me in LA. And I came to LA and the friend of mine said, why don't you stay? And I was like, stay in America, why? 
And she said, you know, you, you've got all the contacts, you have been doing location-based casting and casting in. And I say casting, guys, because all of you in South Africa are like, why is he saying casting? Because here, if I say casting, they think I am part of the, uh, the I'm, I'm finance team, casting, or I'm part of like something else, the costing team. So I always say casting, because otherwise everyone just stares at you like, what department are you in? Um, Anyway, uh, came here, uh, my friend said stay, I said I don't know if I want to, but let me try, and it was 16, 17 years ago, it was, it was time for me to, to not, it was the last time I could reinvent my life, was really what it was, and so I said, look, let me have, give it a go, I sent out resumes, hundreds of resumes, uh, and eventually got hooked in with a production company that were doing a documentary on malaria, and they needed someone to bring them back into Africa and take them through Africa. And I'm like, okay, I speak a couple of languages. I'm your guy. And they basically got me my paperwork to, to stay in America after doing that documentary. Long story short, I met one of the most famous casting directors here, Rick Pagano, who was famous for X-Men and all the big movies. He became my mentor like overnight. And I trained with Rick. He, I worked with him for eight years, eight to the 16 years until eventually he set me free to do my own <laughs> do my own work, you know, in independent film and television and all that. So that's 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 very quickly my journey here. Uh, Russell, I just a couple of things popped out that I think what you just said there is interesting. You worked under Rick for a while and that's where you like earned your stripes. But I also find like it's it's interesting because actors always listen, the, the job of the actor is is so unique in a way and different and um, uh, you know the it's not easy to be an actor for sure, but I always am trying to like maybe uh, break the mythology around certain things in the business to help actors realize like we're all human beings at the end of the day and we all struggle and uh, have to overcome the same sort of obstacles that are often self-imposed. And I think the thing that you were just saying about when, when Rick set you free, I have found that I'm friends with a lot of casting directors and they start interning somewhere and then they're associates and the fear of, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to go and do my own thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to chart my own course. And I want to try to create my own business is analogous to actors being brave of like putting themselves out there and doing your work and showing people and getting out of your head and making attempts and getting in a class and learning and growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you want to talk. Yeah. About I mean, it's, that, so, you know, when, when, when I decided to stay in the U S it was like, it, it was a really big decision. And one of the things that I, there were a couple of things I told myself that leads me to your, your, you know, your discussion topic, you know, what, what your point is like, I swept stages when I got here, guys, I knew no one, like I knew absolutely no one I had. I did not know another American. I knew a friend, my friend's friends that I'd met here or one or two people, but I didn't know another soul. Right. And I had like, by the time I decided to stay very little money to my name. So I swept stages and I, I made contacts and I, I did what South Africans do. And, and, and it's funny because what South Africans do is they put, we innately put ourselves out there. We work hard. We put ourselves out there. Like I was like, I'm not going home for the first two years. Cause then I won't come back to America. Cause it was, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. hard here to, to do that. But, but if you really are true to yourself and your art and you really believe like I, I believe that this was a time that I had to do this and make it work, and then you just do it. And and it's funny because people used to say to me, "How are you? How did you become so successful in in America?" And I'm like, because I showed up on time and I'm enthusiastic. 
<laughs> that's all it is. Like, like if you and you you do that and you knock fifty percent of the candidates out of the park because it's just it's just different, you know. So so it's that, but it is it's just getting out of your own way, you know. And it's it's I see a couple of names here on this. I'm like looking through who's on this call, and I see people that I recognize and family members of people that I know. You know, it's hard. It's hard to come to another country for those of you interested in doing it, but. But you have to try, you know, and you have to, in trying, you have to do your best work. Yeah, and, and that's always, and, and that doesn't matter. You know, that, that, it's, that's irrelevant. That's just our business. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, you know. I, I firmly believe that we were, like, we born into the circus. We born into this world of entertainment, right? And when COVID, when, COVID, when COVID started in the U.S. and we were locking down and productions were starting to grind to a halt, I was like, They'll never stop us. Nothing will stop us because this is what we're born to do. We are born to be put in a hole <laughs> and then we all climb out. We're in the hole. We put together art and we put together a show or a movie or a, a puppet show or whatever. You can't stop us. And the minute they open the door and say, okay, guys, you can come out now. We're ready, man. We've always been ready, you know, and that's, that's what we do as artists, I, I believe. You know, I joke. I joked before COVID, and then maybe I shouldn't have. But I always said, "What if we all got locked in this Zoom room together for four hours? We wouldn't come out like just bitching about the Zoom call. We would come out with a script, a musical number. Uh, like that's what we would do because that's what we do when we have nothing to do. We create. You know. So I just, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that, and 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 yeah. That's, we, we're not here to cure cancer. We're here to entertain. So you just get on and do it, you know, in whatever profession it is and whatever part of business you're in. You know, I, I, was, I mean, I think you uh, touch on some interesting things. I love also that all the South Africans are drinking their evening tea. I see so many coffee cups or tea cups. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Oh, oh that's, not, that's not tea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I was going to say, I was reading this article in The New Yorker about, um, like, this This time can, I think, also be a really interesting genesis of, and we've talked about this too, Natasha and I, a lot of the Zooms I've had with people since the beginning of this of, like, this is a really great artistic time because it's the genesis of new ways of thinking and, like, when we get through this, what is our world going to look like? Um, I'm doing a lot of pieces on climate change right now of, like, how do we do a reset and, like, want to, you know move forward in the world and leave the world a better place and also create art that is a reflection of that. And this piece in the New Yorker was talking about during the 1300s, the middle of the 14th century about the bubonic plague and the similarities to now that how once they got over that or through that, um, it really became the Renaissance. So they went from the dark ages to the Renaissance and Michelangelo and great Italian uh, poets came from there, Petrarch. Like it was a really interesting time of how they took such a scary and socially uh, destructive moment in history and turned it into something really beautiful. And I think that that, again, is really like you said, when we, we come together as artists, artists are not going to leave not being inspired and not inspiring each other. And those are the gifts that we have, everybody who's on here. Yeah, it's totally, it's, 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 it's this brave new world, you know. It's when back five years ago when the whole, like in, in the States, the self-tape thing became a thing, you know. It's, oh, have them self-tape, you know. And I was like, I'm, I'm always, I always joke that I'm like old school but not old. <laughs> Um, but, but I am, you know, and, and I love headshots and I love like, oh, I want to be in the room and talk to actors and spend my day like 
like having tea with actors, you know, that's, that's what I, that's why I'm in the business. Um, and then the self-tape thing happened and I was like, oh, that's never going to take off. Please don't let that take off. Like, please don't let me be, it turns me into someone sitting behind a computer all day looking at self-tapes. That's not why I want to be a casting director, you know? And now I'm doing Zoom callbacks. I just did two movies right now where we've done everything online. We're doing chemistry reads through Zoom. I've become like the Zoom champion master of the world. I can put you in breakout rooms and I can call you into the waiting room. And then I can pop into the waiting room and say, he's being really strict about this one line. Just just be ready to... And then I jump back into the studio with the producers. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, and this is in three months. It's been, you know, and it is what it is, you know? And it's... Um, uh, yeah, we've just we've just found we find a way to adapt, you know. And it's funny because for actors, it's in the old days we used to take meetings. So so we do these lengthy meetings with actors when when we didn't have like a lot of these service providers who give us too many actors to look at. You know the ones the service providers that I'm talking about. You know, and it's just, I'm looking for one role, and then I've got fourteen thousand submissions. I'm like. And like in the old days, uh, there was 10 people and we'd just have a meeting and go to coffee and have a lunch. And then I'd get to know the actors and I'd be like, you know, I think my clients already like you. And then we'd introduce you to the producer or the director. Um, what's funny now with Zoom, with all the online stuff, is now we're actually going back to that. Because I can't cast someone off a Zoom audition. I can get you in, we can talk, you can do a scene with me. and then, But then I need to know who you are. Because I don't get the luxury of you walking into the room, me getting a vibe, me talking to you about your pets or whatever, just joking around. And in those moments of joking around, before you do the actual scene, I'm getting to know you. Okay. Now we don't have that anymore. So now watch yourself tape and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I think it's great. Now we need to get on a Zoom and have a meeting like we used to in the old days. And that's what we're doing. You know, I'm showing my producers tapes and then I'm putting them in meetings with actors that they like. You know, and often the, the meeting goes really bad and then the actor doesn't get the role because it's just it's 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 a personality thing. Yeah. You know, this our business is all about who do you want to work with, you know. So, you know, and then sometimes they hit it off and I get a call being let's hire them, you know, but it's kind of cool to see that the the new way forward has also brought back this old meeting thing, which I miss and I really love, you know. So, I mean, Russ, I think you, like, I've talked about this a lot. I just was interviewing, I did a podcast the other day with this really great manager here in town. And we were talking about like, it is all about personality and essence. And I think actors are so often mistaught to believe like, to create this idea of character, to create another persona. And then, yes, when we see also, I think what's cool about this, the modality of zooming or, you know, self-taping or whatever it is, is you can start to see more clearly when people act, because now we have this almost like, it's almost like being on, it is being on camera, right? And the camera doesn't lie. So I think it's an amazing tool for actors. And also I think for other, like for you, for casting directors who have been doing it for a long time, I think they've always been able to distinguish like, oh, I love this person's essence and what they're bringing to the role, blah, 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 blah. But I'm finding now agents and managers who I talk to every week because they get to be, they get to see more of that they weren't in the rooms prior to you know the self-taping world so now they get to see their clients self-tapes and every agent and manager i work with is like oh why do they act why is my client acting and they and they know why now this is to me what's amazing is and every actor on here who hopefully is practicing self-tapes or in a self-taping class or in a class where 
obviously everybody's zooming in a class or whatever, you can start to see, oh, that's bullshit what I'm doing right now. I'm acting. Like, why am I acting? Oh, I'm acting because it's scarier to be honest or it's scarier to tell the truth. And, and you start to, I think, again, unravel the fiction around acting. And then you have to confront how scary it is to be vulnerable and to be exposed and to show who you are and make choices for yourself. Maybe you can comment a little bit on that. You know, like, totally, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, one of the things that I used to, that, that I learned when I first started doing professional auditions here 16 years ago is that there's this adding a layer to your performance is just not the right thing to do. Like it's like, in, in, and especially in Hollywood, not so much these days, but, but in five, five, six years ago, you know, everyone looked the same. Like there was stylistically. <laughs> yes, that's true. Everyone. Yeah. It didn't matter who you were. You walked in the room and I was like, oh, you just look like so-and-so <laughs> and you're just acting like so-and-so. And then, and then I see 15 people acting, being the same person. And I'm like, well, that's boring. And the, the first person who walked in and just showed me themselves and just got all of that out the way and, and just really, really just were authentic and, and, sh- and brought themselves into the room and then brought themselves into the performance. I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. You know, and I think that, thank goodness, the, the world of equity or diversity or whatever it is has exploded in this country and around the world, but, but especially here where I'm like, where now people are responding to, oh my gosh, that feels real and that looks real and I recognize that character or that actor playing that character in a movie looks, feels like part of my family now, as opposed to watching something glamorous on screen, you know? It really, that, that paradigm shift has just like opened, exploded the world for actors because now I'm looking for way more than just someone who looks the same as everyone else and is performing the same as everyone else and has a certain style that they're just following. You come in and, and I'm looking for the real thing, man. I'm looking for as far as I possibly can in the indie world, I look for movies that really mean something to the world, which means I'm going to go out and look for actors that really are part of that world and are not going to come and play those characters for me. You know I mean, I think that the days of playing a character are, and, and, and look, I'm not a teacher, so you, that, all that work has to happen. You've got to be practicing your craft. You have to do the work to get to this point. I'm not denying the work, but you, there's no room for playing a role anymore. You have to become the thing or be the thing, and that's how we find you. You know, you walk in and I go, gosh, I never, I never really thought of an amputee for this role, but that's great, and it's the best idea I've had this week. And, and then we do it, you know, and we make that, we, we make that world happen. Um, yeah, I think there's so much more room for that now, and it's and it's an important time for actors to be authentic and really think about who they are, what they bring to the table, what they what their essence is that makes them different from the next person I'm going to see after them, and the next person after them, the next person after them, because those those are the actors that stand out to me, you know. Russ, I think like the word essence is something I use a lot too, right? But it's it is also scary for actors to trust, like oh who I am. I don't have to be like Natasha. Natasha doesn't have to be like Angelina Jolie and Angelina Jolie doesn't have to be like Reese Witherspoon or whatever, or Viola Davis, or, you know, it's, it's, it's trusting in the process of your career, which takes a long time. I mean, that's something else we can talk about of like, you know, somebody's going to see you for you. And that sometimes means you have to kiss a lot of toads, you know, if I can use a dating reference and a lot of actors give up after the first or second or even third year, because they don't realize you know, there's that famous Mark Ruffalo quote where he was like kicking around in Hollywood for 10 years and no traction, no love. Like maybe he booked a couple really small, like, you know, 
really small things. And then he went into, I don't remember what office it was. And he did his audition and the casting director was like, Oh my God, who are you? And you know, where did you come from? And he's like, I've been here for 10 10 years. I've been here. You know what I mean? And so it's so inspiring to most of the people on here. You probably have actors you really admire and are inspired by. If you looked back at their biography, you'd be like, Oh my God, they've been just been it for a long time. I say it all the time. And then people, and especially, and because I've got a lot of South Africans on this call, you know, my the South African friends that I have here that have come over that have established careers, have had really good careers in South Africa, and then come here and then they 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 it's really hard, you know, it's really, really hard to to come here and 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 put down the roots and, and, and I'll meet them and they'll say, um, you know, I'm, I'm here for two, I've come for pilot season or I'm here for two years. And I'm, you know, I'm just giving myself two years or a year. And I'm like, no guys, that's not, you can't do that. It's, no. just, it's never going to work like that. No. Say, I'm going to give myself two years and I'm, and it's never, it's then I, yeah, you just can't do it. It's, it's, it, you have to, it's a lifelong commitment. And, and, you know, I, I say to your point when people say, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it in two years. And I'm like, just just do me a favor. Find your favorite A-list actor. Find the person who you made you want to be an actor. Go on their IMDb page, scroll down to their first credit and tell me when it was. Because it wasn't two years ago. It wasn't five years ago. It was 25 years ago. And it was officer number one. And that's what it was. Or 30 years ago or 40 years ago, you know. Like, it, it's not, a, there's no overnight, like, there's no trick to this. There's no key to this. It's just you continue to do the work, you know, and do great work. The other thing from my side um, is, uh, it, oh, now I'm blanking on, on what it is. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to it. But it's, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a lifelong commitment. This is, doesn't happen overnight. Oh, and the thing that I was going to say is that, you know, like the Mark Ruffalo of it all, like I meet actors and, and I fall in love with them, right? And there's a couple of actors that I've met that I'm just like, oh, these you are going to be a movie star and nothing happens and nothing happens. And five years later I get a movie and I'm in the middle of the script and I go like, Oh my, this is the one I make the call to the agent. The kid comes in and boom, he's the lead of a movie, but that kid hasn't heard from me in five years. Mm -hmm. And that kid thinks I don't, those kids completely forgot that I, that I even for some reason they dropped into my, my filing, my bank of I'm going to track this actor and then the kid gets a movie and then the kid gets another movie and then his name's Chris Pine. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. Like Chris Pine, I, I saw Chris in a play and I couldn't get him hired, man. And I couldn't get him hired on a little movie called Bottle Shock that Rick and I were working on. And eventually Captain Kirk arrived or he started to test for that movie. And I said to him, hire him right now. Hire him right now for your movie. Please, please hire him. And then they were like, oh, look you. And then they hired him and now they're like, happy. <laughs> happy they did, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was going to say too, like, what is the definition of making it? Like, I mean, I think that's also changed so much in the last few years because again, we're reconciling like, um, you know, uh, our, the Western understanding of success isn't really a metric that I think is really in alignment with like your own sometimes health and well-being or your own spiritual life or your own heart. So like, or, and also su- success is not a fixed thing. It's constantly changing. And, and we're living in a Netflix generated world where 
you can have anybody on here can book a Netflix show tomorrow and it's going to last for two or three seasons tops, unless it's a huge money making hit for them like stranger things or the crown. Right. But most of them have an average lifespan of three to four years. Then you're unemployed and then you're going to have to go through the rounds again. And I think again, I, I, the, 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 one of the things that I really am inspired in helping actors besides just working on the technical aspect of getting more honest as themselves is also stop, again, believing the lies that we've been told from the media about what success looks like, because it often leaves people really unhappy once they've booked a job and they're like, wait, this is it? No, it's just part of the entire journey of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's like, yeah, it's, I don't I mean, want to keep saying. I'm keep saying it's not easy, but but it's not. It's about it's about no, it's where you set your bar. It's, it's about where you set your bar. You know, what I mean, and it is like, what is your what is success for you? What does success mean for you? You know, at one point I was like, I'm going to be. I didn't never wanted to be up there winning awards and stuff. My success was going to be like I would see an actor that I tracked up there getting an award, and I'd be like, boom, I I had a little part to do with that. So so that never really success never really motivated me. Um, it was happiness, you know what I mean? I wanted to be like happy. I, I, I like to work, I like, you know, I found my, what success meant for me, it took a while, but once you find what it is, you, you can let go of a lot of the other peripheral concerns and, and suddenly you can just be alive and stop worrying about it, all, about achieving goals, you know? And I think for actors, there's, there's so much, I call it actor myths, I call them actor myths, there's so much out there and there's so much here in Hollywood that is just not true about your star meter and how it should be if you up, get your, up your star meter, you're gonna, that's success. So then someone's gonna notice you because you're number 27 on the star, and I don't care. If I don't know your name, I just skip over and I go to the next name that I do know when I'm making a list. No one cares about your star meter. No one really cares about your headshots. The millions of dollars that are spent on headshots, I'm like, does it look like you? Does it have your credits on it? Do I get a sense of you from flip flip? And I go flip flip, that's it. $3,000 and 50 takes and four different wardrobe setups. I'm like, my comedy shot, my sad shot, my happy shot. I'm like, I don't care. I just, it's your business card. Just give it to me. Um, you know, it's just all these little myths that, that, that actors get so caught up in and it becomes their life, you know. Yes, you are your own business. You have to run like a business. You have to work out what all that means. But then you also have to say, what are, what's my return on investment? Like if I'm putting X amount into headshots, am I getting X amount back? Not in terms of money, but in terms of a, a, an audition or three callbacks or a, whatever. What it, you attach value to different things in this town and in the arts, we have to. I'll do a, a, show, a movie for free because I love that movie and that movie's going to change the world. I will work for $1.50 on that movie because that's what we do, right? So we have to look at what it is. We, we're not in it for the money, guys. I'm sorry to tell or anyone on this call, but if you're here for the money, you should leave right now because the money, when it does come, and I have been fortunate every now and then, is it happens, but like you said, on a Netflix show, like we did Insatiable, and I have some actors that we put in that crazy show and it ran for two or three seasons, you know? And and a couple of those actors that I found that I'm in love with, I am worried about now because, because I found them for something very unique and very special. And now that time is up and I'm not sure that I'm gonna find, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not sure when that next opportunity similar in that world is going to come along for them again. Mm-hmm. And they've, you know, they go out and they buy big cars and fancy houses. And then I'm like, 
and and now what? Uh, you know, in my world as well, I see these actors go from they'll come in the room and read with me. No, they'll come and read with the producers. No, they offer only, and then six months later they're back reading in the room with me. Oh yeah, but you have to watch that, guys. It's like it's just you know, there's so well, many of these pitfalls that I'm just like, just do the work. Yeah, I mean, I think you address a lot of things there, but I think you know, for me, it's also reminding actors that when when you when you stop making it be about one particular job and you're just going in because it's super fun and it's part of the it's an extension of your own creative life and work. It's just a necessary evil, if you will, that you have to audition or or whatever. But but the truth is, is you start to you give less fucks and you you actually do not read nearly as desperate. The people that I've worked with that have broken through, they really don't care if I can. I mean, they care about the right things. They just don't care, with all due respect, if Russell thinks he, you're amazing. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a trick, but it's not a trick. It's actually life itself, right? When you go in, it is totally. Let me tell you something. This is my best advice for actors. Okay, there's a couple of them. I have a lot of good advice, I think, for actors. But but the best advice is, you're a peer of mine. We are all peers. We all want to work together. We all want to make a movie together. Um, if you sit in the waiting room and you're just about to go into the audition and you go, I'm going to join this team. I want to be part of this movie and I want to go in and become a peer of this group. As opposed to, I desperately need a job. The difference between you walking in and being like, I need this so badly or I'd really like to make this movie with you is it's 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 a shift that we can it's tangible for us like you walk in and you go hey I'd really like to make this movie with you and I go like hmm, I don't know if you're the right person or yeah yeah let's make this movie together um when you walk in going I desperately need this job I'm like I desperately need a job after this job so let's talk about that you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay, I also need a job. So we're in the insane business. Um, that, you know, and, and, and it's a silly trick, but I just say, you know, when you come into audition or you're going into a Zoom now to audition in this world, just pretend you're at the table read. Like, go, I've got the gig and I'm at, this is the table read, you know, because it gets rid of all of that. Mm, the, the actor myths go away, the ch- little chatter in your ears goes away and you can just do the work, you know. Is I don't know. No, you're you, no. Of course, it's really. Um, sometimes I think actors just overthink how. Again, it's not easy to like be vulnerable and to show up and do your work and present like the way you want to do it. But I think actors overthink sort of the um, that kind of ease in which things kind of. If you think about your own life, the things that I don't really think about and worry about come to me in a weird way. Like when I'm holding on so tightly, it's like uh, I have to let go. You know what I mean? To get that which I want. You know, you especially in dating in my twenties, I was like, ah, and now (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) the um, it's really true, kids. You guys know, you guys who, who are theatre actors, and I'm sure most of you have do, do theatre, those moments when, when you, you get to the end of a scene and you're on stage and then you, it's kind of there's that blankness. Like you go like, where was I? Like you, you got lost in it. And that's when the audiences leap to their feet, right? And you're like, oh, I, I went, where did I go? Um, if we could recreate that moment over and over and over for you guys, like you would all be making the money that I told you you wouldn't be able to make earlier. You know, it is. It's those moments where you just you lose yourself. You forget. It goes. It all goes away. Those are the moments where you're the most successful. The work really shows up. You know, find getting to those points is is the is the key. You know, 
Sure. Russ, let's maybe do a couple questions here. Um, sure. Carla, you've always got good questions. Go ahead, Carla. <laughs> oh, Natasha, can you? Yeah. yeah. I unmuted myself. Hi, Russell. Hi. Um, so um, my question basically is, what is your advice? I mean, I know you've shared some of it already, but your advice to an actor considering the move to the U.S. and then also just especially with the kind of situation that COVID-19 is creating in the world and the uncertainty around all of that and what that means for the future of kind of how internationally we might work. You know, I'm, and I'm super honest, right? So, so I, like right now, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move anywhere. Like, like, you know, I just wouldn't recommend anyone moved somewhere right now, you know, especially, especially US wise. And this is just me and it's my own personal you know, we all have our own opinions about it, but it's it's tough right now. It's tough to work. It's tough to get work. We're all getting our legs here, sea legs. Some productions are going back. Some are not going back. I would I would wait. I, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't consider the move right now. What I would do is continue to do the the work at home. You know, I think that's so important. And it's it's really hard because because what I, what most people would say is is become the best in the business at in South Africa, right? Wherever you are. Where are you? South Africa. Where, where though? Oh, in Joburg. Nice, nice. Um, I, what I, you know, I would normally say become the best, uh, the best you can there. Become a star in South Africa and then think about the move, right? But I have to be honest with you guys. I have friends who were on Isidengo or Goli for hundreds of years or actors that really were at the top of their game and then came here and, and it didn't make a difference. Like they, they, what they've done in South Africa. When I when I got to America, right, I had a resume this thick because in South Africa, once you get into the film business in Cape Town, you do back-to-back productions. I was in Namibia. I would, then I they flew me to wherever. I was back in Cape Town. I had to go do sessions in Cape Town, fly to Namibia. Like I was doing five films at the same time. I arrived in the U.S. with a resume this thick, a CV this thick of more international productions than most PAs have worked on in 10 years in America, right? It didn't mean anything. They didn't, you know, I could say, I could use American directors that I'd worked with and then they'd be like, oh, you worked with so-and-so, that's amazing. Um, but, but the South African work really didn't mean for much. It's, you know, it, it is, you know when you're ready. Like, here's what I want to say, is if COVID wasn't here, if you think you're ready and you know you're ready and you want to do it, then that's when you do it. You know, cool. uh, it's really, you know, it's like I'm jumping all over the place. But here. Russ, I was going to say, you know, I also think, I don't know if America is the place. Well, first of all, Lord Jesus. It definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it I didn't definitely, want to say it. I'm yeah, trying Well, to I'm going to just talk talk real here because I'm not, it's lost a lot of its lost. I'm not, listen, I'm. I'm happy that I have a life here, but like, I don't necessarily think I, I've been in the business for 25 years and I have found that the, the business is moving definitely more regional. And obviously Hollywood is the epicenter of it. Like the deals are made here and it's kind of the starting point. But I know that from like the effects of COVID, even pre COVID, we were starting to see production happening in, and I can speak for like the South Southeast, like Atlanta has become a huge market. And I have a student who was shooting the lead in the Sony movie right before the pandemic. They got, I don't know, it was like a long shoot, a three month shoot. Uh, I was over there to coach. Then I came back 
they closed. Obviously, she came back and has been here for the last three months. She's leaving in a week. They're resuming filming in the UK. Some countries and some cities are up and running. And I think I so I think it's going to be different. I don't I don't know how America is going to get to that place, but I guess so. It's it's a two answered sort of response to your question. I think you have to just like anything. You have to go where your heart feels full. If you come to America and you love it, then this might be your place. If you love your lifestyle and living in Johannesburg or Austria or Belgium, it doesn't matter, I don't yeah. think. No, no, no I, totally, I totally agree. It's not, <clears throat> it is, it is, you, this is the same thing I was saying is that if you know in your heart that's what you want to do, then you do then that. Then you should do it, yeah. And that's what it is. You know, I don't think this is, that Hollywood is the epicenter anymore. I really don't. You know, I, I, if I could come home to South Africa and bring, I have a whole family here now and that would be a big production. But, um, you know, I think I would, I, I would think about it. You know, it's not, this is not where all the work's happening. Like to your point about Atlanta, I have a movie shooting right now in the Berkshires, upstate New York. It's the, one of the first productions that have, have started shooting. I did the whole thing online and, um, they are day 10 or 15. They're about to wrap out and they've done wow, a great job awesome. and they, it's the, one of the first smaller productions that have been successful and they, they've done it safe and safe and it's great, you know, but Hollywood's still like, there's not a car moving in Hollywood right now, you know, in yeah. terms of business. But uh, Russ, I was also going to, you know, ask, oh, I just lost my train of thought too. We were just talking about, um, um, oh shoot, sorry guys. Uh, I had way too much coffee and my mind is like <laughs> spinning. Uh, it will come back to me, but it was uh, based on um, just this conversation about where to be. Oh yeah. Sorry. I just thought of it. Like you guys, I think if you, cause I work with a lot of foreign students who come to America, we have studios all over the world. And so obviously I'm in relationship with different ages, managers everywhere. I do think if you're going to come to America, there's two ways of de dealing with it. One, you just come to experience it. Like kind of like going to Disneyland, enjoy two weeks of like getting a lay of land you pop into the studio maybe you say hi or you know if you have a couple friends here you ex experience it that's one way and then see if it's something although a vacation version of it isn't the reality version of it so you have to keep that in mind or you have to I think really come to America with a plan which would be you have a team in South Africa who is connected to a team in LA. I cannot stress this enough. Now, that is not to make any of you lose hope if you have no agent and no manager because it can all change in a heartbeat. And everybody has a different way. So I am not saying, I never teach there's only one way. But I do find that it's very difficult. Like you said, you've known people who've come here and they're like, I'm going to give it a year or two years and then nothing happens and then they go back. I think it just is like anything. If you have more people in your corner it's just as going to help you because it's all based on relationship. So I think, Carla, like if you have a team in South Africa and you should be talking to them about the contacts they, they have and the interviews you, they can set up for you when you come here. So it's not a wasted trip. Do you know what I mean? Unless it wants to be a vacation trip. So it can be both. So that's, that's my advice. And I don't ever give advice. No, it's, it's really good. And Carla, the other thing, you know, is about the thing about having a team, the good news right now is when we come out of this, if whatever that means, um, I think that this new way of auditioning online is going to give 
people across the world a lot more opportunities. I really hope that that's going to be true. You know, yeah, I think so. If I, not when I'm doing smaller projects uh, that you know, like this this one in the Berkshires, we had to cast New York local hires because of the pandemic. We couldn't travel. It, I couldn't travel actors from LA and quarantine them for 14 days. But it's just too much. The logistics were too much. So that so that we had to find local actors. I, I'm interested to see when we open back up, especially in the TV world. Um, because I love our minds as casting directors to go, right, let's look in Africa for this role. Let's look in, you know, and, and, and we've been moving towards the luxury of that over the last couple of years. I'm wondering if in the new normal that won't, that won't really explode for us where I'm doing auditions and I'm not just asking major agents in different countries for series regular roles, where I'm really looking for some really cool actors to invent a show or to start a show. Um, like, like I think, you know, look, we're not going to be flying someone to do a one-day guest star, mm -hmm. but I think that there will be a world in which now our producers and certainly the studios and the networks say, hey, well, it's, it's the new normal. I mean, I'm praying, this is me saying, please let this happen. Um, but maybe they'll give us a little more leeway, you know, and maybe they'll say to us, look, go, go search, you know. I, it's become a thing now where people want to be authentic. So they're going to say, well, we're going to do this movie and it's got to do with South Africans. We can only cast South Africans. And I'll be like, yes, eventually, you know, whatever it is, you know, I think that people, that, like no one wants to, people are afraid to have people play things they're not necessarily in real life. So boom, maybe that's going to explode the world for us, you know. Russell, I think that is happening. I do think like more and more productions are becoming regionalized and we'll go with local talent, local hire. So again, that's why I always advocate maybe moving to LA for somebody who lives, you know, in the States or outside of the States isn't always the right thing. They might be getting more work if they stay in, uh, you know, Syracuse or, you know, outside of New York or in uh, New Mexico. So I think that's happening everywhere, which is yeah. really exciting. It's exciting for actors who don't have a lot of opportunities maybe, or 10 years ago, there would have been no industry. I don't think 10 years ago, I would be having so many Zoom calls or we would have opened a school in Cape Town. There's no, no. way, there no. is no way. So that to me is super exciting because it speaks to, like you said, like the opening of like ideas Right. Um, I mean, it's also, oh, sorry, it's, go ahead, it's one of, I mean, that's one of the major reasons, not, not only because we're all South African today, but I, I wanted to do this call because I stopped doing classes a while ago and I stopped doing classes mainly because I had a, one kid and then I had a second kid. And when the second kid came, I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't have time <laughs> to do classes. Um, but, um, but, but I, you know, I, one of the things is I always said that if I was going to teach or do classes and not teach like you do, Anthony, but just talk about the business side. I would only do it if I could really help, you know, if, if what I was saying was helpful. If I got to a point where I felt like I was just mm -hmm, talking to a bunch of faces and then those faces, I couldn't, there was nothing to do for those faces, then I would stop doing it, you know. And, and, and yes, this is it. This is why I'm on a call like this because I, you know, who knows, in two months' time, I, studios go, I go back on a TV show and they say South Africa and I'm like, you know, Anthony, yeah. remember that one call? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there is this room for that now. There's room yeah. for that, and it's a, and it's very there's a it's it's a it, there's it, it, it's a very big possibility that that may happen. You know, so um, maybe let's take another question. Alice yeah. is kind of covering a lot of questions, the uh, sort of consensus okay. of questions here. Go ahead, Alice. Alice. Hello. Hey, I've unmuted. Hello. How's it? Um, 
Hi. <laughs> this is just in regards to earlier on, uh, it was triggered by the, the Chris Pine thing where you were saying about like you had a kid that come in, one of your kids, and then, and then, and then I was just thinking like, does it, this sounds different to how it works here. Like I can't imagine the casting directors referring to like their kids unless they own their own acting agencies, which I guess some do. What do you mean? Is it is it kind of like when you meet a when you meet an actor, if they stick out, they kind of you retain them and then they become your kids and you bear them in wine when you get new jobs, new scripts? Or what does that mean? How how is it different the way you cast here versus here? Uh, in LA. I don't know, like, 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 cause, cause I, you know, cause I've been away so long and I'm still in touch with like Krista and I'm still in touch with a lot of the casting directors, Moon, who just passed, you know, and I just, I, I, so I don't know what's different. I call them my kids cause I call everyone my kids. That's my thing. That's <laughs> what I do. I call everybody. And it doesn't kids. mean, it doesn't mean that it's, it's not about age. It's about, it's about people that come into my circle that I want to be, that, that to my family, you know, which is kind of to your point is it's, is yes, it's those, those, and, and I don't mean kids, but these actors that come in and I go, like, I, I feel like I want to, that it's, that I want to take care of them, you know. The ones that really stand out to me uh, are, are ones that I want to take care of and I want to see succeed. And, and I think that may be different in South Africa, I'm not sure. Where South Africa, when I remember when I was casting in South Africa 16 years ago, it was a lot more processing more. It was just like, come in, do the scene, tape it, show the clients, you know. I mean, at one point we were had a place in Cape Town where we just had these decks of those VHS tapes and it was we were doing commercial work and it was just like hundreds of actors came and set a line. We took all the, the tapes and we sent them all over the world and then the producers decided all over the world. Here, a casting director is is a becomes a part of the puzzle more you know like like we we really do have a voice in the room and we'll say before an actor comes in I want to know the actor and I want to know that kid and know a lot about them because the, before the actor comes in the room or after depending on what my strategy is to get the actor the job I'll say to the clients okay so this kid is straight out of ABC Birmingham I met them at a show we tried to get them like, like I build a pitch that's a very personal pitch that sells you and then you come and you do the work and then you go out and then we discuss the pitch and whether that all fits together. I don't remember doing that in South Africa, but maybe I was like, I was just, I was a coordinator in South Africa. You know, I was I just got into casting and I was like in my twenties, you know? So, so, but I, it felt a lot more, uh, we just processing actors. Whereas here it's a lot, it, it is good casting directors here. To, uh, it, it becomes personal. It becomes personal. But you don't get you don't get any like financial kickbacks or anything. It's no. purely like your reward is getting a, doing a, a good job and like it, making. Yeah, sure it really is. is. No, no, no. There's no like, and also here it's not legal to be a, a casting director and an agent, so you can't do the two together. Whereas you know, I, I, I'm not sure that's kind of become the norm around the world now. But um, but no, no, we get no kickback, whatever. What it is is I become those kids kids i keep using the kids but i meet i meet you right and then i put you i give you a line it doesn't, it doesn't sound patronizing i just no, was using no no, no 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 but then i give you a line in a <laughs> show right and the producers love you and then the next time i do a show i say hey this girl she did a line for me i think she's ready let's bring her in for this uh, big guest star role right and you come in and you knock it out of the park 
right? Next thing I do is I'm doing another independent film in a couple of years' time, and I go like, you know, who would be great for this? You become part of that pack. And it becomes part of a pack that will make me successful in the future because then I can tell a Chris Pine story or I can tell a like Sam Jackson or Judy Benoche or whoever it is, whoever I've worked with, I can tell those stories um, and not to become successful, but because that's what good casting directors do is they track, they, they, they help develop talent. Now a manager develops talent, the agent gets the talent into the room, but casting directors, the good ones, have lifelong relationships with these actors they believed in. And, and I'll never say I was responsible for kickstarting so-and-so's career, but, but I was part of that journey. That's what makes, I believe, makes a successful casting director in the future, that I can be in grandpa in a wheelchair and be like, oh, that one time when I was Sam Jackson, you know, not name dropping, but really, really having had a part of that journey is, is what I think producers hire me to do. I think people, they come to me and they say, Russ, you're so good with performers with disabilities. You're so good with the trans community. You know everything there is to know about the trans community, performers with disabilities, like you, that is your world. We know nothing. You have, you, you have a lifetime experience with those two communities in LA. Come and help us make this movie, you know? Or Russ, uh, I think that also, I think that also speaks to you guys again to like why it's hard to get in our heads. Like, why does it take so long to break through? Or why is it that, you know, Charlize Theron was in the business for so long until she became a household name or whatever. And the thing is, is people have to, you have to have your talent or your ability to, to do your work has to be front and center. And then if you just keep showing up and doing it, you'll start to get fans because over time, if you go into Russell's office and he's never met you before, he's also trying to suss out like, are you normal? Are you not an insane person? Are you safe to work with? Are you, you know, half of you said it at the top of the session which is i only want to hang out with people who are super fun and nobody wants to cast somebody who's an asshole you guys and so sometimes they're vetting well okay is this person a team player is this person accessible and then you do a great job but the producers are not going to take risks on people even if they're generally maybe more risks are taken nowadays maybe not they're not going to necessarily hire you the first time, but then he keeps bringing you back because you're solid and you do good work. And then eventually it starts to roll in your favor. And then you start to get notoriety that you're responsible and professional and you show up and you do good work. Again, it's about relationships equals time plus preparedness equals opportunity, whatever all those things are. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's it's really, so, it's, it's so much no, there. There's no like magic formula. It's just people, to me, the people who I've worked with again, I just was thinking about that when you were talking, like, I remember when I was working with this one guy and I was like, it's totally going to happen for you. Cause you can see that he was doing the work. He's been at my school for so long, like six, seven years, eight years, maybe I was like around the five year mark. He started to break in five years. Although I saw it in day one, I was like, it's not, it's a done deal, but it has all these other factors come together. And five years in the big scheme of things, you guys is not a long time. It just isn't. I know it feels like it is. You know, and, but and then also, again, we can all be outliers. That doesn't mean that you can't go into Russell's office tomorrow and be so right for something and be so dynamic and like, what? That he's like, I don't care. I'm putting all of my money on the table. I'm taking you to producers. You're going to get this job. That happens, too. It sure. really does. That's what's it, cool. It totally does. And sometimes what happens is I, you come into my room and I'm like, OK, this is it. This this 
this is going to, this is amazing. And then I send you to another office, a friend of mine, because we, one thing you will learn if you are here, this industry is very small here. We're like all of us know each other. The casting directors all know each other. We talk to each other. Um, but I'll, I'll put you, I'll put you in a room with someone else that I think is, has the same style as me. And then I'll get a call back. Like, no, right. So I just yes, didn't, they didn't get like, it. Why didn't you see it? Like, are you kidding me? And then what, what happens is, I then go through teams of producers and I get to know them. And, and you know, most recently, like, I've been fortunate enough to just work with all female teams, which is just like, sound fire, man, you know, it's so cool. And But I know then, then an actor that I know from another movie, I bring him in, I'm like, dude, with that attitude, like you were saying, Anthony, uh, this is not going to gel. Like, they're not going to like you. I'm going to get a call on day one being like, he's an asshole, get him off our set. You know, and, and so, so there's... There's all that. We're navigating all of that, you know. And for me, it is. It's about the timing of it. It's about the you. You have to show up and do great work always. That's that's a that's that. I can't I can't stress that enough. That's what it is. You have to show up and do great work all the time. That's your job. The rest of it is a lot of other stuff that you don't shouldn't even worry about. Like if Russell saw me and loved me in this, and then he hasn't called me for five years, that's just because I just haven't had that role again. Suddenly that role comes, and I'm like, and you're like. And, and you know what's so funny is so often those actors walk in and like, nice to meet you. I'm like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. So pardon my French. That's like, right. Nice to meet That's you. Right. And I'm like, nice to meet you. I've been looking for a job for you for five years. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know what? This is that's an important point, you guys, is because you really are the CEO of your own business. And like sometimes it will drive me nuts when I will like a, an actor will be like, oh, Tony, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have this audition for whatever. And it's like really exciting. I'm like, OK, who, who's casting? And they're like, um, I don't know. I'm like, what? You have to know who you meet. You have to like don't have to be crazy about it, but you have to keep a record. I think like you have to know. Oh, I went in for Russell's pilot for NBC. Didn't get it. Whatever. You have to keep track because these people become allies, advocates. Again, I think sometimes actors are more like we're in the artsy fartsy part, which is to me the, the fun part. And we forget though, it's a business. And I know that word is so like womp womp. It's called the entertainment business, show business. It's not just being a legend in your living room. And I think the people who survive in Hollywood are the people who stand, remain standing the longest. That's it. Yeah. Even people yeah. who aren't talented, whatever, talent is subjective, right? But even people who you're like, what? If you watch a show and you're like, what? How did they get that show? They just, they just stayed. Everybody else moved back to Ohio. Some people took a job in Wyoming. Some people got married and had kids and moved to Hawaii. Some people moved back to South Africa. The person who remains in the room the longest is the actor. Yeah. And I actually think COVID is really kind of, it's made me, you know, I've cried so many times because I've, I've lost a lot of friends, not through death or sickness. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this is really, I think, going to change the industry where I've had teachers of mine who are using this opportunity to move on, no longer teach. They're starting, they're moving out of LA. I'm seeing actors moving back home. I don't know what the long-term repercussions are. And so I think if nothing else, you guys, you can use this opportunity to be like, you know what? Screw it. If there is an industry and a business after this is all over, I'm going to do it for myself. I'm not going to do it for anybody else. I'm going to do it because I want to create, I have this one lifetime 
And hopefully we've had our one 100 year experience of a pandemic. And now you're going to be a hundred year three, you youngins. So you won't have to go through it again, but now is the time for you to choose yourself. I think I can't stress that enough. I really, uh, it, 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 I can. And I also, I'm right with you. I think that it's, it's at this time of like this reckoning for everyone to go like, what am I actually doing with my life? No matter how old you are, what am I, what am I actually, now that we can't do anything, what am I, doing with my life right and then take it from there and 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 really like I, i'm just you know once you go to two kids and you've been in lockdown for 20 weeks with two boys you like lose it and i see all of you watching oh i finished netflix oh i finished disney plus oh i finished everything what am i going to watch on facebook i'm like what I've, I've watched every single show in the history of shows i can't even get like onto i haven't watched a show in 20 weeks i have two boys i haven't all these live streams, Good I watch like the Sondheim thing because I'm like obsessed. But um, you know, I haven't. You know, this is the time to watch, watch, watch stuff. To to work on the craft and to think about what it what it is. I would, if I had more time in my day to think, I would come up with a plan, and the plan would be the next thing, the next big thing for the industry in my world that I can control that I would like to produce. Like that's what I would be doing right now. If I had all the time in the world and I was sitting at home wondering what to do with the rest of my life, which I'm not because not kids. Um, <laughs> I know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Um, you know, if I had the luxury of that, that's what I'd be doing right now. That's what I'd be doing right now. So I'd be in, in my space going, what is the next big thing? What does it look like? What is it going to? What is the industry going to look like? Is is it going to look the same? Is it going to look different? And and it's not. I'm telling you, it's not. So so what what do I want to do then? As an artist, as a, an actor, as a performer, as a someone who has been given this gift to take forward, what am I going to do with my gift now? And how do I get that gift to the world? It's really what I, I would I would be. That's that's what I'd be doing right now. <laughs> If anyone wants well, yeah, I was just gonna say the next big things are right here. Like you, like, yeah, like exactly. you know, everybody here has a creative gene. Everybody here is connected to the hardwiring yeah. of the universe. Like everybody here is as capable of creating. You know, as much as I totally hear you, like, but as much as I am, like, I feel like my eyeballs are like kind of gluing to my head because there's only so much stuff you can watch. And after a while, you're also like, well it's also time for other people to tell stories. You know what I mean? So you all can tell stories that sometimes you give other people sort of, oh, we're always consuming as opposed to creating. And I think like that also needs to shift. Like why yeah. do we always have to be watching other people's stuff when everybody on here is, is their own storyteller? Not even as an actor, just as a human being. Human, right. Humanity has survived plagues and locusts and destruction and volcanoes through storytelling. That's it. Since yep. the beginning of humanity, storytelling is hardwired in us. And so everybody on here has a story to tell. The problem is, is you judge it compared to the stuff you see on Netflix and you're like, nobody's going to want to watch my story. Sorry, they will. If you're interested in your story, that's one person is enough. That's it. You know what I mean? Right. So, Anyway, obviously, I'm passionate about that and about, like, same things, Russell, about alternative ways to, to create, right? And, um, well, Russell, how do we, how do people stay in touch with you or contact you? I mean, I, you, I'm always, like, warning actors, do not stalk our guests, please. Do not. 
No, no, I'm totally fine. Like, here's, here's the thing that I want to say, and it's, and it's really is the honest truth about it. Not Facebook, please. Facebook is my family and my friends. And I just, oh, I yeah, that's not good. But, yeah. but like, I'm, I'm, being, I'm pretty big on Twitter. But you can email me as well. My email address is russellboast.gmail.com. Here's the thing, guys, is that it's all about timing, right? Like, I keep getting, like, like I really am on lockdown with two kids, right? A four-year-old and a five-year-old. You must see what it is. It's 6.45 in the morning till 8.30 p.m., the, the fact that a uh, naked baby has not run into this room in the last 40 minutes is, uh, is, awesome. is, is a shock. I don't have time to email people back right now. Like, I don't, I'm barely getting through the day right now. You know, that's change. And that, so, so when you reach out to me, reach out with information about what's happening in your world, not here's a script. Could you read this script and this script? Could you point me in the direction of a manager? Also, if, if, if you require, if it requires, me to do something, I can't. I don't have time to do it. And it's funny because as you climb up the ladder of success, you get further and further away from the people that you actually love sometimes, or you really mm. just want to be in the room with. Like I want to be in the room with you guys right now. I want us to like mm. go have a beer on the waterfront and we can talk this out for like five hours. We'll go have a couple of drinks and just you know. But but my career has taken me to a point where I that I'm not. A, I'm not, not that I'm not, I want, I'm accessible because that's the human being I am, but in terms of time and who can get to me, there's only a world, you know, I mean, it becomes a world, you know, people can become famous and then no one can touch them and you can't call them, but it's not that, but it, the world happens and a world happens around you that protects the world, that helps the world in which you do the work, you know, it becomes a thing like that. That said, please reach out to me. Like, I don't mind you reaching out to me. It's just be mindful of the fact that I, I'm not going to chat back because I, I might because I get chatty. Well, Russell is saying you guys is don't take it personally if you don't hear from yeah, him. Yeah, it it not a fan. And, and remember that in five years' time, I'll be like, what is that collar girl's name? What is – Yeah. Like, oh, wait a minute. She has, like, such an interesting face. What, Anthony, blah, blah, blah. Next minute you come into my studio and you're like, nice to meet you. And I'm like – That is how it happens. <laughs> you know, that really, really is. is how it happens. And, and people will hit me up, like, they'll say I'm in a play or – you know, I don't. I haven't been able to watch one TV show in the last twenty-one weeks, right? Because by the time eight thirty comes, we're dead tired. Um, so, so if it's like, here's a link to my movie, good chance I'm not going to be able to watch it. Here's a link to my short film; it's only seven minutes. I'm like, I just need to pee right now. <laughs> I don't have seven minutes. You know, it doesn't mean I'm not paying attention, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do the outreach, right? Because suddenly, in a couple of years, or suddenly, I go back onto a show, and then I go. I like to go, we have all these services where I can open Breakdown Express and see hundreds of actors, but I'm old school, but not old, so I'll sit first and I'll go, all right, what is this character actually? Like, what is, what if this character was an amputee or a trans woman or a, what if, what if, what if, who do I know? And then I make that list first because that's when I'm doing my art, that's when I'm being an artist. And then I just go through who everyone else submitted, right? In the moment of me being an artist, that's where I suddenly go, remember that call I was on? Who were those people? You know? Um, that then, the fact that you reach out to me, I'll go back into my email and be like, tap, 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 tap. Oh, yeah, I got an email address for the person. Great. Let's get hold of them. Let's ask them if they have a rep. Let's get them on a self-tape or whatever it's going to be. You know? Yeah. Russ, thanks so much for being here. Oh, of course. And, and Natasha is like the supreme organizer I, of these. 
Zooms. She's done so many. Way to go. My next Zoom audition, (laughs) Natasha, my next Zoom audition session, I'm going to hit you up and you're going to come and like help me. (laughs) Awesome. I'm a bro now. (laughs) We did. She's really, she's really a networker and really keeping, I think, the South African community inspired. It's great to see the same, some, some, some of the same faces and new faces on here and you guys, that's how also it happens is staying engaged and showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like whenever I leave like my classes or like a Zoom like this, I walk out and I'm like, I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I really do feel inspired. So that is, I think that's not just a credit to Natasha and to you, Russell, but to everybody on here, even people who didn't get to speak or just holding space for each other, um, for our fellow artistic community. It's really important to not underestimate how powerful we are and the voices that we have so you guys you know where to find us russell is it with two l's are you at gmail.com and you guys don't just send him like hey russ so great seeing you send him something when you have like a reel together or a self-tape or something try not to bother people just so you can like try to make them aware of you that kind of reads desperate it's okay to email them just send them stuff if you were to send me something i just want to see who you are and what you do so that will mm-hmm. save russell because like you said he's busy being a daddy yay <laughs> yeah no, then when i go back to work like it's funny because the the, the safer at home thing we can just, i'm going to start going back to work pretty soon and i have i've done a couple of movies and it's so hard to do it in the space of this world you know oh yeah um, but yeah, guys, please do reach out to me. There's something special about being on a call with South Africans for sure. You know, I miss home and I miss my family. And it's Aww. like, it's so, it's so like, I was so excited about this call. And guys, you can, anything you want to do or you want to be, you can do, you can do it. I'm telling you right now, I, you know, if, if it's not America, if it's somewhere else, then let it be somewhere else. You know, um, it doesn't have to be America. Like, like, please know that we are, South Africans are very, very special people. And, and I have traveled the world and I have worked in nine different countries around the world. I know what we have and it's a gift. Don't ever forget that you have that, right? Like, that's going to take you wherever you want to go. That's what I'm saying. Beautifully said. Thank you, Russell. (laughs) I'm going to do my Instagram goodbyes. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Natasha, thanks for being the host. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, you guys. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. Thanks for being here. Bye, South Africa. I'll see you guys soon. Natasha, you can send the video to Jen. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Check out our worldwide classes on anthonymindel.com slash events.